got to go through something to understand what that's all about. Yeah, if you've been through something, if you've been through something, you know what that's all about there. Amen. Yeah, that, that touches your spirit. Then takes you back to them dark hours when you didn't think the light was coming. And then he came up. Yeah, Lord, that's a blessing. Let me get myself together up here. Yeah. Yeah, when he, you're in the doctor's office and he tells you you got cancer and you don't know if you're going to make it. <laughs> yeah, and he steps in and makes it all right. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you may be in love with somebody and they, they walk out on you, walk away from you. You think you're going to be by yourself. Uh-huh. And then he comes and wraps his loving arms around you and makes it all right. Yeah. Yeah, well, he'll do that for you. All right. We have a lot of, uh, in this church, you know, we are sports people. Huh? <laughs> and so we understand the, the sports attitude. And in sports, you're never good enough. You keep on working and working and working. That's just how it is. Because you want to be the best you can be. But then there's always something that will come up to try to distract you. If you're on a strict diet or if you're in the weight room or exercising, there's always something that comes up that tries to steal it from you to help to keep you from being the best you can be. Well, life is the same way. It's the same way in life. You know, Paul was writing and he was really trying to get his life together. And he wanted to be a strong Christian man. And he just tried to do everything he could because you remember Paul was a Pharisee and he knew the law. And in knowing the law, he knew that being in that religion that he was trying to live up to the law. But he couldn't live up to the law because there was something missing. You all understand that because how many times have we broke the law, whether it be uh, speeding or drugs or whatever we've done, most of us have broke the law in some place or another. Or let's do it wrong, let's do it right this way and keep everybody in company. We have all failed to live up to the standard of a Christian in our lives, right? Amen. And still struggle. Amen. All right, so what the, the, uh, Paul is talking this, I love the way he deals with this. He, he deals with this because there's been times in my life, and only say amen if you understand what I'm talking about. There's been times in my life when I wanted to do the right thing, but done the wrong thing. And I felt like I was powerless to do the right thing. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And so sometimes that just happens in life. Uh, I, uh, uh, sometimes I'm on a spiritual high, and then it just crashes. You know what I'm talking about? I remember when we were little boys, we used to, uh, kids, we used to throw a rock, and see who could throw the rock the highest. But no matter how high you threw it, what happened? It came right back down. Well, that's been kind of sometimes the story of my life. Man, I'd be really on fire for the Lord, and I'd be up there. And then the next thing you know, I'm right back down on the ground again. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, we're going to Romans 6, 17 through 25, the message. It won't sound like what you all have, but we want to get this. I love this scripture. I do it quite often. Some people think maybe I'm going backwards, but I'm just you know, trying to get it right for you. Here we go. But I need something more. See, see, sometimes I, I got the Bible. How many of you got Bibles or read a Bible or seen a Bible or a cell phone, right? And, but sometimes you need what? You need something more. Because, see, I can read it, and I understand what's right and wrong, 
Brother Steve, I got, I got that down. I know what the Ten Commandments are. So I can do them backwards. You know what I'm saying? And I want to live it. But just this is not enough for me. I need something more. You see, Paul understood the law, but he couldn't live up to the law. And he said to himself, I understand the law. I understand what the preacher's saying, but I need something more. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have you ever been in, set in church and Pastor Fields is speaking or whoever's speaking? And you say, I understand that. Man, I really want to live like that. But I, I don't have, I just need something more. Here we go. For if I know the law, but still can't keep it, and if the power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions. See, she says, I know the law, and I really try to keep it, but what's happening is my flesh is what he really means. My lower self keeps sabotaging my life. You know what I'm talking about? Trying to do the right thing. Wants to do the right thing. Got it in my head to do the right thing. Got it in my heart to do the right thing. But the Johnny, that's that that's little S. Uh, that little S, Johnny, the little spirit, not the Holy Spirit. Wow. Keeps me sometimes from doing the right thing. I don't care how long I've been up in this pulpit. It's a struggle sometimes. Sometimes I got to say, God, I know you're giving me, I need more. And this, we're going to find out what the more is later. We'll be all right. <laughs> You're going to be okay, all right? He admits that he obviously needs help. Sometimes you have to confess that you need help. That's what I like about the people in recovery. You have to come to an understanding that you need help. And you go, and you go get that help. Because, see, a lot of people know they need help, but they're too embarrassed, too shame to admit they need help. Well, you got to get to the point, if you really want to make it, you got to keep get to the point where you say, I need help. Because if you don't say that, you're going to stay like you are, and your, and your flesh is going to keep sabotaging your life. Right. You can't do this on your own. Right. right? You can't. Let me tell you something else. You probably never heard a preacher say this. You can't do this on your own, and you can't do this just with this. Just Satan knows the scriptures. Huh? All right, here we go. In verse 18, he says, I realize that I don't have what it takes. And you get to the point, you say, I just don't have what it takes. Have you been there what I'm talking about? I just don't have what it takes. Yes. All right. I remember years ago, we had a kid that came out of Truman High School who was a, was a really good miler and, and cross-country person. And uh, he'd done pretty good in high school, but co high, college is a different level. And he was running some races. He was doing good in practice. And I never forget it. We was up at a place called Maryville. And, uh, and he just fell apart in the race. And he came to me. And he's, I said, what's wrong? He said, I just can't cut it. He said, I just can't cut it. He had, he, we've trained. He'd been, matter of fact, he's all state in high school. And we, he's working through the workouts. But he just couldn't cut it. He needed something inside him. And see, you can go on raw talents so long. Some of these runners are telling him that you can go on raw talents so long. But then one day you're going to have to run beyond your talent. You can, you, can, you, can, you can hide behind this Bible so long. But one day you're going to get tested. And you're going to have to have more knowledge to be able to pass the test. You can hear all the sermons. And you can do all the amen, and you can hear all the praise songs. But what, what are you going to be when you have to test it, when it gets tested? You're going to have to have something deeper than here. A mind-deep religion won't cut it. 
Can I say track talk? Sometimes it's got to come from your gut. It's got to be deeper than here. Because in here, this, this, this will quit on you and say, no, I can't go another step. So you got to have something down deeper inside. Or is anybody with me? Yeah. All right, let's keep going. He goes on to say, I can will it, but I just can't do it. Said, I, he said, I can will it, but I can't do it. Have you ever had it? I wanted to do it. He said, I can will it. This is really one, but I just can't do it. This, this is pretty, Paul's a pretty sharp guy. Have you ever been this in your life? You could be here this morning. You're trying to do it by yourself. And I don't care how hard you will it. It won't work. All right? Okay. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. And I've done that. I've decided to slow down and drive right. <laughs> but it's just hard when I get in that little car. I even drove it today. You see the little black car out there. It's just hard. It's hard to do it. You see, and if I get a ticket, they ought to be out there getting robbers and crooks. Why y'all messing with me? <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? Sometimes, you ever been on a diet? And you, come on here, you know what I'm talking about? And you're on that diet, and you're really doing good, and then all at once you, you see something, and you will to want to lose the weight. But that Kentucky Fried Chicken smelled too good when you drove by there. <laughs> and you say, I just can't do it. Isn't that right? It's just kind of like some of these people in recovery will tell you they really want to be around their families, and they, they get with their families like a holiday like today, and they say, I'm not going to drink, and they will not to drink, but everybody else is, and somebody's going to go backwards. You can't do it by yourself. All right? Then it goes on to say, I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. And I've decided not to do bad, Paul says, but I wind up doing it anyway. Have you ever tried to clean up your language? Yes. Never going to do it again, right? And you decided that you made that decision. And then something happens. And it comes out. Because you can't do it on your own. You're quiet because you're listening? All right. In verse 20, my decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. See, sometimes I've made the right decision, but I don't put it into action. Do you know what I'm talking about? All right. You know what I'm talking about? You've, you've made the right decision to, send some, to sp- save some money. You've made the right decision to throw away the credit cards. But there's a sale. A more, uh, there's a sale going on. You ever do that? All right. <laughs> something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me and every time. So something goes wrong sometimes deep inside me and gets the better of me every time. You know what I like about this? You're in good company because we all alike. Nobody in here can do it by themselves. But we want to live a better life, don't we? We want things to be better in our lives, don't we? Well, we need help to do that. We're going to get to that in a minute. All right? It happens so regularly that it's predictable. You see, sometimes it happens so regularly it's predictable. I'm going to make up my mind not to go there. I'm going to will not to go there. But I'm going to go the happy hour anyway. (laughs) I'm just trying to wake you up so you know what I'm talking about. Do you understand? I know that I'm I'm on a diet. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm doing this. But I'm going to the buffet anyhow. (laughs) Right? There are certain things that I can't look at, but I'm going to look at them anyhow. This is what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And he's a Christian. 
You see, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean there's the struggle's gone. And this is why some people don't, do, don't join church, because they don't understand. They think as soon as they join church, everything's going to be all right, and the struggle's gone. No, the struggle's always going to be there. All right? The moment I decide to do good, sin is there to trip me up. And the moment I decided to do good, sin is there to trip me up. I remember uh, the, I was going to fast. This is back in the day, the church I came out in, they done a lot of fasting. All right? And see, and... But I worked at Hallmark at the time, and, you know, people would bring food and stuff in this little place that I worked at. And I'm going to fast, and that means you're just drinking water and juices. And one of my friends, we was all out at lunch, had banana cream pie. <laughs> pie, you know when I say pie, that's good. Pie is not good, but pie is good. <laughs> Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And, you know, I'm fat. I'm supposed to be fasting. And, and, you know, I found a way out. Well, God don't care if I eat this little bit of piece of pie. And I broke the, try to do it, but it takes more. So it takes more than the outside will. You see, my mind wanted to do the right thing. My heart wanted to do the right thing. And I willed to do the right thing. But sin was there to trip me up. All right? I truly delight in God's commands. And we all do it here, don't we? Yes. All right. But it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. See, I'm really good if there was just, God would just take a part of me. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm saying? See, there's a part of me that's, that's willing, but it's the other parts that's not. Does that make sense? That's what Paul's talking about. He said, we, it's a part of him that doesn't want to do these things. And that's the part that'll take over if you're not careful. All right. In verse 23, it says, parts of me covertly rebel. Yeah. And just when I least expect it, they take charge. And see, just when I least expect I'm doing really good. I'm really doing good with my life. And then all at once, bam, here it comes. Because there's a part of me. You see, Sister Gwen gets at me sometimes, and she'll say, all right, get in the big S. Holy Spirit. You're in the little S. So sometimes the little s takes over. And when the little s takes over, I become Johnny. And that cat's selfish. When I'm in the big s, it's selfless. But that's the war that goes on. All right? Paul goes on to say, I've tried everything and nothing helps. He said, Paul said, I tried everything. I, he said, I tried, hey, I tried diets. I tried everything. He said, I tried everything. Because some of you all are struggling with these things now. He said, I tried everything. And nothing worked. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm at the end of my rope. You ever get there? Just like, at, I'm at the end of my rope. Mm-hmm. That's why some people commit suicide. They get here. They get to a point in their life where they can't see a way out. And so they take themselves out. That's why we need to be careful of what we say about people. Because some people's hearts are right. They really want to do the right thing. But they're trying to do it in the wrong way. All right? Is there no one who can do anything for me? And he's saying, is, this, is there anybody who can do anything for me? 
I've been in that spot. Well, somebody, just somebody help me. Have you ever wanted somebody, just make me do right. That's what Paul's saying. Think, is there anybody that can help me? That's what Paul's saying here. All right? And he says, isn't that the real question? So the real question is, is there anybody can help me? Have you ever, and some of you in here are looking at the ceiling because everybody thinks I'm talking to them when I come up with this stuff. Have you ever thought you, 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 you really were in a bad place in your life and you reached out and someone helped you? But it was the wrong helper? And you were, wind up in a worse situation than you were? Because sick people draw sick people. Hurting people draw hurting people. He says, is there anyone? As much as I love this congregation... I can teach you, but I can't help you. Not when it comes to the battles you have on in your spirit. All right? In verse 25, he gives us the answer. Thank God is that Jesus Christ can and does. The answer. Paul found out the answer. Thank God. Jesus Christ cares, and he can help you. I don't care what your situation is or circumstance this morning is. I don't care where you're at, where you've been, where your struggle is. There's help in Christ. There's help in Christ. You want to be a better whatever you want to be. There's help in Christ. We're looking at the wrong, we're looking at the wrong things. We're looking at the wrong. See, this is one of the things that hurts a lot of people. Y'all look at me. A lot of people put too much pressure on other people to make them happy. A lot of people, see, see, when you're going through something and there's a person that's hurting and wounded, a lot of people will try to minister to them. I call it evangelistic dating. Never works. They need Christ. They need Christ. And, I, and so many people have destroyed their lives by, I love this person and I want this person in my life, but they just have this situation going on and they think they can talk to them and love them and heal them. It won't happen. They got to have Christ. Only Christ can do that. Does that make sense to you? See, see, we have a hunger in us sometimes, and there's this hunger inside our spirit. And we think that we can fill it with other stuff. But it's a God hunger, and it can only be fed by Christ. All right? He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions. It's Jesus Christ. His act on the cross is to set things right for me and you. Your mama can't do it. Your daddy can't do it. Husband, wife, lover, they can't do it. Only Christ. There's a lot of people going to get killed this weekend because somebody drank too much on the highway. Somebody's going to drown. Somebody's going to get abused. Too much alcohol, too much drugs. You understand? The only thing that can save us is Christ. Laws don't work. We see that. People break laws. Good people break laws because they don't have the spirit in them to tell them no and to hold them back. Do you understand? All right. I want to serve God with all of my heart and mind. And he says, Paul says, hey, I want to serve God with all of my heart and my mind. He said, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. 
See, that's what, that's what sin wants to do. It wants to pull us out to do something. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good wife. I want to be a good mother. I want to be a good father. And there's something that keeps pulling me out of that. That's what Paul's experiencing here. And the only way that you can be steadfast is in Christ. Look around. We all good people. And we all got good intentions. But you can't live on good intentions. Because your will to live on good intentions doesn't have the power to hold you. But Christ does. Christ does. Do you understand? There's a lot of people on Memorial Day, they go to the graveyard and everybody's not going there for a soldier. A lot of people are going there because some people went premature. Do you all understand what I'm saying? And then they blame it on God. God took so-and-so away. No, he didn't. That person went premature because they didn't get this lesson and put it in their heart, and they wanted to stop. Somebody's going to go to a graveyard today where somebody OD'd. And they tried everything, and nothing worked because they didn't find Christ. People have introduced them to all kinds of things, but they never introduced them to Christ. And the only way they could have been ever made it if they'd have been introduced to Christ. Because Christ will empower you to make the right decisions and give you the power to carry those decisions through. Ask me how I know. He done it for me. He'll do it for you. All right? And I've done a little bit of everything. And probably something that wasn't ever. Made up stuff. Invented sins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, started a new kind of sin. But the, yeah, yeah. all right, come on. You know what gets me in church sometimes? I'm gonna talk to you. Folk be sitting all up here like they holy. Right, right. Yeah, the only difference between me and them, they just went to the place I left. <laughs> huh? Right. Uh, come on. I'm just telling you that he set me free of it. Right. Been there, done that. It was Christ that set me free of it. Right. You yeah, know, I was raised right. I was raised right, Sister Cozy. I was raised right. But, you know, when, when you get a certain age, raising. You know, I couldn't wait to get away from the way I was raised. But it's Jesus Christ. And I'm going to finish it up here with about three or four scriptures. All right. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about Jesus, starting with Matthew 1, verse 20 from the NIV. This is the whole thing. We need to get back. To get, now, this is me talking. We need to get off all this prosperity preaching and get to teaching salvation so, we, so our wives can go to the store at night so we can drive and not worry about road rage. Huh? Right? So we don't have to worry about all this abuse, sexual abuse. Huh? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Sexual assault. So, excuse me, we need to get back to this. The only way we're going to get back to a good life, some of the people in here can't even recall. Yes, I came from a town where we did not lock doors. We didn't even lock the car doors. You just drove it and got out of it, yes. yes I, I, listen to me. This is a true story. I never, there was never a fight in, in the high school I came out of. Of course, the football coaches would take care of it, but there was never, a, a, you know, it was never none of this stuff. We could walk and ride our bicycles for three or four hours, and our parents wouldn't worry about us. Now you can't go around the block. We need to get back to Christ. All right? Here we go. 
She will give birth to meaning, a son. Meaning Mary. Yes, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The only way that sin is going to be demolished in this country is through Jesus Christ. God's master plan was Jesus Christ, not laws. Doesn't care who's in the White House, who's, who's the governor, whoever that, they can't keep them. Come on, amen. amen. The governor can't keep the laws. Yes. <laughs> huh? The president can't keep the laws. Right. right, so that ain't working, is it? We're going to have to go to Jesus. All right? And in John 1, verse 29, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God. The most powerfulest, one of the most powerfulest things we'll ever hear is when John the Baptist says, Whoa, the Lamb of God, because he knew that the Lamb of God, Jesus, was coming to be the sacrificial lamb for our sins. All right? Yes, and he says, Who takes away the sin of the world. And the only way the sins are going to be taken from the world is through who? Jesus. Jesus. We need to go back to Jesus. You heard that song that child was singing? It's your only hope is in God, in Christ. All right? In 1 John 3 and 5, it lets us know again that, and ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And we know that. Jesus will take away our sins. We can't stop sinning. You don't have the power to do it. Jesus will take away your sins. You know why I feel good standing up here today? This works. This works. If it didn't work, I wouldn't be up here. This works. And if it'll work for me, it'll work for you. All right? In John 3 and 16 from King James, it tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the only thing that really, really matters. Do you know what's sad today? Somebody's going to go to the graveyard this weekend. The person they're going to see didn't receive eternal life because they didn't take Christ. Do you know how many of you have insurance? Yeah, yeah. And some of you good drivers too, right? Got insurance in your house? I hope it, nothing may not never happen to it, right? But you got insurance, right? You know the best insurance you can get is taking Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. <laughs> That's the best you can get. You may not totally believe and say, I don't know if I have a, really believe a lot, but, you know, I'd get the insurance. And the best insurance you can get is to take Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. All right? In Ezekiel, he tells us, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. This is, this is what I want to end this with. And, and, and I, got, I got the commentary up here. Okay. And I want to talk about the commentary before I go to that. The commentary is, remember that the Lord Jesus came to take away sins in three ways. Go ahead. He came to remove. He came to remove sin. Yes. Jesus Christ came to remove sin in individuals. All right. He came to remove the penalty of sin. And that is death. He came to remove the penalty of sin, which was death. Yes. The power of sin. And he came to remove the power of sin over our lives. 
which is called baptized with the Holy Ghost yes. or walking in the Spirit. And in that, he delivers us and makes us free. And he releases us from captivity of sin. He rescues us and he saves us so that we can go into the kingdom of God. And then he, I'll do this one. And then guess what he'll do for you? How many of you love some people? Got a lot of people in here, family people in here? You got people in here, I see people in here dating one another. Well, better not tell that person next to you. <laughs> they got confused. They thought they was in a relationship. Okay. Okay, well, let's do it this here. Let's, let's do this. We got people in, the, in relationships with one another. That can be friendship or whatever. And you've been bruised and wounded. Isn't that right? And you don't want anybody's leftovers that's broken and bruised. You want a fresh start? You want a fresh per a person, right? right? Ezekiel 26, 36 and 6 says, God will give you a new heart. That's what you have to do. Some of you sitting here in pain because of what you went through in your life. I don't know your situation or circumstance, but you need to ask God. God will give you a new heart, and he'll put a new spirit in you. Some people's spirit has been broken. God will give you a new heart, and he'll mend that broken spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's a beautiful thing, because many of us have been hurt and wounded and bruised, and many of us have hurt other people. And we don't want that old heart, do we? We want a new heart. God will give you a new heart. And some people have been wounded and broken in their spirit with circumstances and situations. He says he'll give you a new spirit. Okay, go ahead. He will remove from you your heart of stone. He'll move that heart of stone and you can love again. And you can trust again. But this time you'll make a decision by the discerning of the spirit. Because have you ever had your heart broken? Who put him there? Have you had your spirit crushed? Who put him there? God didn't put him there. You put him there. But now that you have saved through this message and you have the Holy Spirit in your life, God is going to give you a new heart to love again and a new spirit to trust again. And he's going to take away that stony heart and give you a heart of flesh so you can feel again. You won't be cold again and hard again. You can feel again. Some of you looking at me, you know what I'm talking about. God sent you here to get this message. Come to me, he says, and I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit. You can love again. You can trust again. And he says, I'll remove all the pain from the stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. And I'll give you the spirit of discerning. And now only I will put the people in your life. And when I put people in your life, I'll put people with a new heart in your life and with the right spirit in your life, and you won't have to go through that pain and hurt again. He told me to tell you that this morning. God bless you. All right. The Isaacs are coming up. The Isaacs are coming up. As they come up, we want to make sure you all want to open the doors of the church. As they come up, we want to make sure that we give God a hand clap. Right. My soldier's moving kind of slow over there. She came in here this morning like a soldier. And, uh, 